Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast, recorded from the Ruby Barn on Main Street here in Suffield, Connecticut. This is your host, Sean Devine, and I'm barely known on Twitter. Today is the second episode in the series about the Rails Rumble, and uh, I'm excited for it because I'm joined by last year's uh, winner of the solo competition, Kelly Shaver. Hey, Kelly. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear about your experience last year winning, and I think I think you've participated other years, right? Uh, yeah, I've been doing it every year. I skip. I've been doing it since 2007. I skipped one year there. Oh wow! Well, I've only done it twice, so you can. This is kind of like podcasting. You can teach me the ways of podcasting <laughs> since you've recorded about five times more than I have for the show, <laughs> and then ditto on the Rails Rumble. <laughs> So, uh, well, before we get there, why don't you introduce yourself so that, uh, you know, we know who you are. Uh, yeah, um, Kelly, I'm Kelly Shaver. I'm, I'm Kelly Shaver on Twitter, so, and, and pretty much everywhere. I'm, I get real creative with the username. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm a Ruby developer. I've been doing web development in general since about 2000, and been doing Ruby development uh, off and on since 2007, pretty much full-time since 2010. And yeah, yeah, lead lead developer at Sticky Albums, and do a do a weekly tech podcast with Jonathan Stark about building apps that run everywhere. Uh, it's, um, so yeah, maybe we can link to that or something. But yeah, well, that's, at, that's at, me in a nutshell. <laughs> at the end, we'll do the uh, promote everything Kelly Shaver. So we'll get, get the <laughs> links to <laughs> links to the podcast yeah. and your websites and whatever. So since this is a series about the Rails Rumble, let's jump into that, and we can okay. get back to other things. So yeah. Uh, which which way should we go? Should we talk about your your triumph last year, at, <laughs> or should we start in your lowly rookie season in two thousand seven? Start with the rookie year and, and move forward. <laughs> <laughs> that might that might be a more interesting journey than oh. than working backwards. Yeah. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Uh, the first the first year I did it, I was actually on a team with um, with Jack Canty and Ryan Bates. So that was actually my my very first experience with Rails was getting to learn it alongside, um, like, Ryan Bates teaching me during the Rails Rumble. That's how, how did you end up in, like, what a what an interesting, we could end up spending the whole episode on this story. I, <laughs> I so, feel like we could, yeah. How did you end up uh, on a team with Ryan Bates? Uh, they were looking for a designer, and actually, um, RailsForum.com uh, was being run by a good friend of mine, and Ryan was a, a big contributor there at the time, so... So we were both we were both on the forum, and because um, I'd I'd helped get it set up and 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 that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, they were looking for a designer, and they they asked me if I wanted to come on come along and 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 do the front end for the app. And so most of what I did during the first competition was HTML, JavaScript, CSS. But I got to have that little bit of Rails exposure there. So you are a designer. You just didn't say you were one to get on the team. Uh no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I am, I am a designer. Yeah, and in fact, I, I started out doing design, and then slowly over the years got more into the programming. Well, that's cool. I feel like I feel like you hear that story a decent amount with some you know light JavaScript, but I don't know, not not tons on the all the way back to full stack developer. Uh, the yeah, just the more I got into it, the more I enjoyed it, and um, I feel like I'm a stronger developer than I am a designer, but I do still I do enjoy the design work, and I do still do it. It's probably twenty percent of what I do. Okay, just for your own stuff, or professionally also? Uh professionally. Yeah. Okay, so you're on a team with Ryan Bates now. Was Rails where was Railscast at the time? Was it a thing? Uh, no, it was shortly after that. I I think that he started 
started doing Railscast. I think it might have been the summer following. Did you give no, him the idea? Uh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> you can take credit for it. <laughs> uh, okay, so do you do you recall what the project was from two thousand seven? Uh yes, I it was it was an I, I don't recall the name, but it was a uh, basically uh, an, a ticketing app where you could sell so online sell ticketing for small venues and and and, and events. So you could go. It's like I'm going to host an event and I'm going to sell tickets to it and. And it it, um, it it hooked into PayPal because there was no Stripe back then. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty ambitious project for a weekend to me. Uh, we got we got um, we had a we had a basic version up and working. There was there was more more we would have liked to have done um, with the payment stuff, but but the the basics were were up and working. So we were able to get you know it was a a a, a quote unquote finished app by the end of the weekend. So. So speaking of Stripe, have you used Stripe since uh, like like their the, the current version of their API and solution for for checkout? Uh, daily. It's really something else. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, we we use it at um, use it at work. Yeah, I so I I hadn't until I don't know a handful of months ago, and for a small project I did, and I really couldn't get over how easy it is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a two hour, like one hour job maybe. Yeah, um, and 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 um. We'll be using it on this year's Rails Rumble. Oh boy, you're you're teasing your <laughs> you're teasing what you're going to do. Now, are you what, what kind of what kind of um, like sportswoman are you? Are you the sort that's going to just describe what you're going to do and say, you know, I dare you to beat me on it, or are you going to keep it secret until it launches? Uh, I think I'm going to keep it secret for at least a little while because I have not discussed with my partner in crime, how much we want to let out of the bag yet. So I'm, I'm actually teaming up with someone this year. So did I, I've, um, the good news and bad news about your podcast is that I have listened to it, but only once. Um, as long I, as it wasn't the first episode, we're good. <laughs> no, it was, I don't know. It was right after we had, uh, agreed to have you on the show. So I, uh, okay, that was one of the later ones. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, to listen to, uh, in the last couple weeks to, um, Oh, just to get a sense for it. And I think that you said on that episode that you were partnering up with your co-host on that show. Is that right? Yes. Fun. So I want to get back to that because I, I think that uh, he said that he's not a, or you said that he's not a Rails developer, or if he is, not a, not a, not in a big way right now. Yeah, he's he's primarily a front end guy who's just dipping his toes in the Rails world. So in every Rails Rumble that I've I've participated in everyone else that was on my team wasn't really a rails developer and oh, really so, yeah so it's an interesting experience to to go through but let's get back to that so um on your 2007 project was it was it fun to to do with a team were you in the same place or were you, you all remote we, we were all remote but yeah it was great fun we um pretty much whenever i've done teams on rails rumble we just we start a Skype chat at the beginning and we just leave it open until the end. You know, so it's kind of like we're in the same place. We're all just, you know, Skype. Skype is there and we can talk if we want to, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, no, it was it was great fun. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and we came in third place that year. Oh wow! Now was it was it a big event back then? I don't really I don't really know. Um. It it wasn't obviously wasn't as big as it is now, but I think there I think there was something like three hundred. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, two or three hundred. Yeah. So, what was your favorite? Um, what's your favorite memory of that first year of participating? Um, well, I had been, I had been freelancing for years before that, and I've mostly worked 
up until that point, I'd mostly just like worked solo, just doing doing work by myself. So just to me, the that sort of camaraderie of working with two other people who were just so intensely focused on getting this thing for the done for the weekend, and you know, you just kind of everyone stays up and everyone's tired, but there's that feeling that you're all building this awesome thing together. What's your so uh, speaking of tired? What do you think is the minimum number of hours of sleep during the 48 hours that any sane person would attempt to do? And, and this mm-hmm. this may be like handicapped by age, too, I think. <laughs> yes, because the, the minimum number is a lot more now than it was then. <laughs> exactly. That's. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, back, back then it was like two to four. <laughs> now it's more like, you know, I'm, I'm going to want at least four hours a night. <laughs> yeah, so I'm... I'm almost 37 now, and I think, I don't think for me I could do less than five a night, and, and yeah. like, I think that if I went, or I could do less than five a night, but I, I think I would, I would be better off if I had done five. Right, right. There, there comes a point where staying up to do work is great, but if you stay up too long, you, you get unproductive, and you start making errors, and it gets, just gets frustrating. Yeah, since I was the only um, real developer, developer in either of the the years that I participated that ended up being especially true because, you know, when it came down to sort of finding the last bugs and dealing with deployment issues and just triaging all of the lower level stuff, there was mm-hmm. no other place for it to go. So yeah. at the end, when I was getting tired the first year, it was, it wasn't good. I'd recommend <laughs> that people guard against that, especially if it's all on you. Yes. Yes, definitely. So, I am. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you started out in 2007 with this team and your, your fondest memory was, was, uh, of being part of a team. But then last year you won the solo award. So yeah. What, so what, what's up with that? Um, I did, I did 2007 with, with Ryan and Jack and then 2008, Ryan and I teamed up again, just the two of us. Oh, and really? Then, yeah. Okay. So more. Yeah, and, I, and I think, I think, I think we came in like eighth that year or something. We, we didn't. I don't remember. I don't remember if they did a, a, a top ten then, or if it was just a top three. I don't remember how they how they like what their winners were, but we 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 just missed like placing in the top group. Um, do you remember what you built that year? Uh, yeah, it was a kind of kind of project management, but it was more 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 idea management. Like you could just like, say you had a like you had a project you were working on then the app you could you could create in one place you could have like oh here's some code snippets or here's color palettes and photos and things that I want to 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 group together and use for this or links relating to it and and that kind of thing so it was not really project management just a but just a place to kind of organize ideas for for projects and things so since everyone knows Ryan Bates from Railscast give or take at least so let's let's do a few Ryan stories. So what was he, what was he like to partner with? Uh, he was great. He was great. Ryan's a Ryan's a super nice guy, and um, uh, yeah, he was very. I mean, you can probably tell from doing Railscast, but any uh, he was was very patient to work with. Even though we're on this twenty four hour timeline, he would take time to explain things. And if I had questions, I could 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 ask him about it, or he would go in and <laughs> I'd screw something up and. Uh, well, more so the first year than the second, but I screw something up, and he'd be like, "Oh, no big deal, just go in and fix it." And yeah, just a just a super super nice friendly guy and uh, a good teacher. So, 
But see, he sounds like the the same guy that records the videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Well, I don't know if you talk to him anymore, but I know he hasn't been on the internet in a while, at least not in a public way. So if yeah, you do... Yeah, I, have, I haven't talked to him in a while. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, I... It was a weird feeling when he sort of uh, disappeared from the internet, given that uh, when I learned to to program in Rails, uh, um, one of the biggest resources was his site. That his and site, yeah. you know that, and I think the the Rails tutorial book by um, what's his name, Michael Hartle. Those are mm-hmm. the two things that I remember um, using the most. And and when he uh, when he sort of stopped with Railscast and stopped on Twitter, it it bummed me out a bit. Yeah, yeah, me me too. And I I kind of hate that it happened, but at the same time I can understand the I can understand the feeling of burnout because that's that's kind of <laughs> that feeling is where I was before I got into Rails. I was about ready to just throw in the web developer towel in general because I just, you know, burnout happens and and it happens a lot to programmers. So So what what helped you get through it? Uh what helped me get through it? Um well, I have the design background, so I kind of shifted gears for a while and went back to doing uh, just some graphic design, no, no, no programming at all. And actually, I started up a, a little site selling custom, custom designed icons, hmm. and I, I did that to kind of, kind of <laughs> maintain a cash flow for uh, probably about six months there to just kind of give myself a break from programming. And and then when I got back into it, um, I started working, started working for. Um, on a contract basis for a company in Louisiana and they were just really great people. And I was doing, uh, for them, I was doing mostly front end development, which was a break because I'd, I'd been doing a lot of PHP back end stuff. And so just kind of just, just switching gears and, and shifting things up there. So when people talk about burnout, what do you, what do you think they're referring to? Cause sometimes I wonder if everyone's talking about the same thing. And certainly it's the word is used a lot, but people don't often go into details about what they mean. Um, yeah, you know, I think for me, maybe boredom would have been a better, a better um, name for it because I was doing things where I was I was getting to the point where I was starting to feel the pains of of working <clears throat> working with PHP, especially back then when we didn't have all of the you know PHP PHP five is a little better, and there's some. Some, some better PHP frameworks and stuff now that, that weren't around back then. And I was, I was starting to feel the pains of working with it, and just I was doing work that was, it wasn't challenging me. And, and yeah, I just, I just got tired of the tedium of it. Now, back then at the time, so this uh, I'm going to ask you to remember how you felt before you started <laughs> Rails, but long into your PHP time. Did you feel reluctant to learn a new language and a new framework and a new set of conventions or or was that not like a scary negative thing at the time before um, you started? By by the time I by the time I started doing Rails, I was ready for something new, but um before before getting into Ruby, there just there wasn't I wasn't opposed to doing any other learning other language, but I didn't have the interest in it that I do now. Um, you know, back then, it's like, well, I, I could learn Java or I could learn Perl. Even Perl was even on the way out even then um, for for web stuff. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was opposed to it, but I wasn't I wasn't excited about it or enthusiastic about it until I did start getting into Ruby and I'm like, oh, this is cool, and then and then from there. 
you know. It seems like a lot. Sometimes I get concerned for my, for myself really unnecessarily about this issue. And then I, I hear many people that I talk to that have been, um, programming in one language and framework for a mm -hmm. while. Um, kind of feel tired. I mean, burnout is the word that comes to mind about the idea that, that they keep having to learn new things like, you know, JavaScript frameworks would be one of the things that people would talk about now in this way. And that yeah, actually I, I, I enjoy learning, learning new things. I, I just, I, I'd, I'd learn something new every week if I could, but there's just, there's not enough time for it. But to me, that's what keeps it interesting is, is getting, getting to try out something new. Yeah, me too. I hope it, I hope that feeling stays there. Because <laughs> it bums me yeah. out when I hear people, um, you know, feel like they're, you know, quote, too old for that anymore, which I hear yeah. a lot. It's like a common thing. Yeah. And, you know, especially the move from PHP to Ruby, learning learning Ruby made me a better programmer because it forced me to learn all of the the programming practices that, that frankly, PHP didn't force me to learn because there's so many ways to do things in PHP. And um, so, yeah, learning Ruby made me a better developer just by... Many orders of magnitude. Hmm. So, uh, so after two thousand eight, was that the last time you teamed up? Teamed up with uh, Brian? Yeah, that was the last time I teamed up with anybody on on Rails Rumble. Oh, then it was all solo from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so compare and contrast the experience of doing a solo project versus a team. Um, it's a completely different mindset. You know, um, a solo project you. The first, the first year I did a solo project, uh, I enjoyed it because just you know, I had fun working on the project over the weekend. But I did kind of feel disconnected from everything. Like I wasn't really part of a competition because there was no interaction with anyone within the competition. I was just sitting there all weekend writing code. Um, and then the, the following year, I discovered the IRC channel. And <laughs> that helped a lot because... You'd take breaks in the code. You'd go hang out on IRC, and you'd talk to other people who were doing the same kind of things, and and and, and spending their weekend doing this, the same stuff. And it was, yeah, you got to got to feel a lot more connected to everyone, and like you were a part of something bigger than bigger than yourself in your bedroom on a weekend. Right, <laughs> right. So, what percentage of the teams do you think are solo? Um, I have I have nothing nothing at all to back this up with other than like it's it's not something i've really given a lot of thought so I, I don't have any statistics to back this up but just from from memory from perusing through lists of entries i'm gonna guess maybe one third oh that many wow okay it could be it could be way off nick and nick and tom would know a lot more accurately than i am but that's yeah, fun to guess <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I I don't have any idea. The, so the two times that I did it, the one time I did it with my daughter, who mm -hmm. who does not program, but I and I told the story last episode, so I won't do the whole thing. But the short version is that I I wanted her to um, participate in something like this to help her like uh, interest in science and technology mm -hmm. and math. And she ended up becoming a physics major at uh, University of Wisconsin this year. So sort of. Oh. Cool, sort, of sort of worked. Of it off. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to you know I'd, I'd love to get my daughter into it. Yeah, it was fun. She she enjoyed it. I think the I mean it would have been more fun. I think if she had more skills 
to contribute because then it would have seemed like even more her she thing. Was doing, yeah. Um, but she did, you know, it was her idea entirely. And I said, well, we're just going to implement whatever it is that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she made a search engine for colleges that, that where you could, uh, sort of add, or you could uh, search by criteria and then filter down the colleges by the criteria that you wanted and like maintain a list. And, uh, and it, it was on her mind because that's what she was doing at the time. And I, I think she mm-hmm. actually made a product or had me make a product that was useful. Yeah. Um, which was fun, you know, because she had a real need. So it wasn't like she was shooting in the dark uh, imagining right, it wasn't, what some other person needs. Right. It wasn't some just idea out of thin air. Had a, had a real need for it. Yeah. But I, it, I hear you on the... I, I, even though she didn't really participate in the construction of anything, it was more... Um, collaborative than just sitting by myself doing a project for sure. And I think that that helped that helped get through the rough times, which in that case were parsing the government (laughs) data. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I, and I didn't, I think that you could have possibly stayed within the rules and written the parser before the fact, um, if you open sourced it, if you open sourced it, at least maybe. And I didn't do that. I did a hundred percent of the work during the weekend and oh my God, it almost broke me. Oh, just because the character, the character encoding was inconsistent and (laughs) yeah, but anyways, yeah, the, um, the, the competition I did uh, year before last (laughs) almost made me throw my iMac through the window. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Um, well, like I said, there was a, there was a point there between, um, there was a point there where I kind of took a break from Ruby because I got the job doing the front end development. And so I had, um, at that point I was back in, back in Ruby, um, but I had been, we had been mostly using it for small things, so I'd been doing a lot of Sinatra apps, but I hadn't done a Rails app in a while. And, um, just getting, getting back into that and running into, like, stupid issues that frustrated me that I knew I should have been able to do, and it just, and a, and a, a total lack of sleep, and I, I, I really... Over overdid it myself that year. Like combination of just, just biting a, off more than you can chew, and combina- being... combination of biting off more than I can chew, plus the sleep deprivation, plus I was having just you, know, you run into to stupid environment issues where things break that shouldn't, and yeah, yeah, getting Postgres working in the <laughs> in the pre Heroku setup, um, yeah, was was my throw my computer out the window moment for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that that reminds me. I have to I have to put together a um a vagrant box for my for my co-host for for this year's competition. Well, now so, it's I mean you just deploy to Heroku, so it's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna be gonna be a lot easier with Heroku this year. But, um, I I wonder. I don't know if you've used Nitrous or not yet. That's like the the in browser. You know, it's not just in browser. It's either yeah, in browser or you know R synced from your computer up to you the know way. i've i've wanted to and i mean I, I even had a beta invite and i i've wanted to use it i just I've, I've never had the time to be honest it'd be a good solution for this sort of situation i think you're in for this year's rails rumble because it it, it would remove a whole bunch of variables that could go yeah. wrong could and would go yeah wrong. maybe maybe i'll check into it <clears throat> all right so let's talk about your your victory last year um did you did you prepare differently did you, was it a better idea? What, what do you, well, first talk about what app you built and then, and then, uh, the experience of doing it and then we can talk sure, about Sure, sure. 
Sure. I, I built I built Itemize. It's itemize.cc. It's still up. And it's basically a tool for just creating one-off invoices. And that's it. That's it. It's not... It, it certainly wasn't the world's most unique idea. I, I was blown away when I won because I, I thought I'd implemented it pretty well for a weekend. But it's, it's not, not an original idea by any means. So, <laughs> so I wonder what, do you know what the, the scoring criteria was? Like, so for example, if it was like creativity, design execution, code execution performance. I, I don't, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure there were creativity points, but. But you wouldn't, but you wouldn't have gotten many. You're saying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm saying. I the points I scored probably did not come from creativity. <laughs> I took <laughs> but, a look. It's it's quite well done. I mean, thank I, you. I hear thank you, you yeah. that it's it's uh you know obviously making it make a one off invoice is a thing people have seen before. But um but yeah, very well done for a weekend. Thank thank you. Actually, I, I haven't touched it since then. Um, <laughs> I wanted to. I just haven't got back to it yet. Yeah, in my in my copious free time, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, I mean, at the time, like I said, I've, I've been freelancing for 14 years, but at the time I had, I was down to two clients. I had the, the company I work for now and then a, a, a gentleman in Boston. And I knew after the end of the year I'd be going, be going full-time with, with sticky albums. And so like, I, I didn't really want to keep paying for this robust billing, billing and invoicing system. Because I, I just wasn't going to need it anymore. But I was going to, I was going to, you know, I, I figured I'd occasionally have a need to, to send out these sort of sort of one-off things. So I just kind of kind of built it for for my for myself really. So the I think that I saw in a blog post that you had implemented something similar before, and then this was like a second crack at it. Did I did I catch that? Yeah, right? yeah. There was a there was a very old, an older version of this written in Sinatra that I had done. And then I, I, I just, it served the purpose, but I, from a, from a design standpoint, I was not happy with it from, from the day I finished it. And so I emailed Tom and Nick and I was like, Hey, I have this idea. I built this app. I'd like to completely redo it. Is that cool? <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and, um, one of them, I can't remember, can't remember which, emailed me back and said, like, you know, hey, that's fine. If you're just using, reusing that concept, no problem, as long as you're not reusing any code or if, in completely changing the design, that sort of thing. So, Well, I think that there's a, like an instructive story in that, though, which is uh, it, it's, it's hard when you go into a Rails Rumble to narrow down to exactly what you're going to build and cut out the stuff you don't need and focus on the stuff you do and have thought through all of the, the things one needs to create, whether it's, you know, the way the flow will go or the design assets or, or everything. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. In fact, for, for this year's competition, we've been, we've been doing some planning, planning on our app for about a month now. And the majority of what we've been doing is removing things. Right. Yeah, moving ideas. <laughs> that totally makes sense. So, I mean, I think the idea that you take an take an app that you've you know built once or started to build part of or included in a different app, and then you know take that experience and use it to create a plan that's a bit more focused. I think that's like mm-hmm. not a not a bad strategy in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you're back on a team. Well, before we get to that, so you won. What does winning even mean? Do, do, do you get prizes? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's prize money. Um, well, I don't. I won't say money, but yes, there's prizes. 
So, um, it's like use of sponsor services and, and, uh, books and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. And, um, and glory (laughs) and glory. I don't even, wow. I should have, I should have done my homework for this episode more. I don't even really remember now what all of the prizes were. (laughs) There were, I ended up getting more than what they had listed on the webpage. I don't know if there were leftover stuff from, from other sponsors or if they had actually planned to give out more prizes than they announced or just had people donate a bunch of extra. And, but, um, like, like I ended up getting some sticker mule credit and I, the sticker mule was one of the sponsors, but that was not listed on the prize page or. Well, so that's cool. Yeah. Which was... it's, I mean, it, it was cool cause I ended up getting more, getting, getting more stuff, but <laughs> so, that, so I, got... so I don't remember off the top of my head what all it was, but there was, there was quite a bit actually. Have you gotten mileage out of the the you know championship belt, so to speak? Or so so if you could do one thing, keep all of the prizes or keep the the virtual trophy, which one <laughs> which one are you keeping? Uh I like the virtual trophy. Just the, the I mean the the prizes are great and some of them I've 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 used quite a bit and but um just just being able to say that I that I did it is is the big prize for me. So I guess that they give a a championship belt like like a wrestling champion championship belt to the main winner. Did you know that? Yeah, apparently they don't do that for solo. Well, <laughs> you, know, I, you I think, think I should get a ring or to. something. Well, I think they're going to. Oh, cool. So we talked about it on the last episode. So I don't know if you've ever followed um, wrestling, like professional wrestling, but I remember as a kid there was this idea in wrestling that they had the intercontinental belt, mm-hmm. which was like the it wasn't the like, the top one, but it, and it wasn't second place either. It was just a like lesser belt, but championship belt. Mm-hmm. So sort of like the solo idea. Solo isn't second place. It's a it's just a, it's a different category, a different tier. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, so that's what they have in wrestling, and Tom and Nick think they're going to do something similar for the Rumble. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> I need to. Maybe maybe I should ditch John and. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so speaking of John, uh, is, uh, given, uh, you know, given your experience in the last bunch of years, why'd you decide to, to, to team up and do a two person team this year? Uh, just because it's fun and John's a really good friend and he's getting a little more into the rails and he's just a super excellent front end guy. And, and yeah, I just, yeah, I just thought it would be fun to do it with, with, uh, such a good friend and. So, like I said, I heard, I heard the one episode where you guys were, uh, I think you mentioned on that episode that you were going to, uh, to do the, uh, to do the rumble together. And Mm -hmm. he had just started working in rails or maybe working in rails some more. And Mm -hmm. it it was fun to listen to him because uh, people that are new to rails find the craziest things to go wrong. Yeah. Like, like impossible. Like you're like, I don't know. I I couldn't get myself into that situation if I tried. And exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's a funny thing because I, what you want to say is, if it ever feels super hard, you're doing something wrong, especially early. Right. But, but given that they don't know what they're doing, everything feels hard. So what does that even mean? Yeah. I don't know how to communicate that idea. Like the yes, everything feels hard, and you're totally lost, and you don't know what to do. But if it feels hard, something's wrong. And they're like, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean it's 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 new. It's going to be hard, but it's, if it if it feels impossible, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, certainly if you're you're having the thought, you know, I can't believe that everyone does it this way. You're that's yeah. almost definitely wrong. 
that's almost always a sign that no one does it that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially in Ruby and Rails, where people are, I think, quite quite finicky about yeah that sort of thing. So, what's your strategy for for your team this year, given that he's um, newer to Rails but a great front end guy? Will you have sort of each of you stick to your area of expertise? Uh, I, he's going to do mostly. I think he's mostly going to do front end. Um, the the JavaScript, HTML, CSS, all of that stuff for for the project, and I'm I'm going to focus on on the back end. And there'll be some tie in there because he'll be dealing with view files and what have you, which is fine. Um, but um, for the most part, we're just we're just going to break it up like that because that's where our strengths lie. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a you've got a what you think is a pretty good idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah compare I, compare it to your other years. So you've done what six of them, five of them. Five or six, yeah. I think uh, five. Do you think it's the the best idea of I, the six? Um, you know, if we can pull it off, I think it probably is. Oh, boy. High so. expectations. <laughs> 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 Sounds exciting. <clears throat> so, yeah, I just, I hope we can, it's it's ambitious for two people for, for a weekend. Um, so I hope we can pull it off. But, um, uh, yeah, we have... Our, our strategy for, for developing it is basically basically it's a progressive enhancement type approach where we start with very basic features and and then add on more as if and when we have time to to do so. So at any point we'd be able to stop. At any point after the first three or four big features, we'd be able to stop and say, okay, yeah, this app is quote unquote finished. And like we don't want it to look like there's unfinished bits of the app. So yeah, pretty Taking this very, pretty very atomic sort of yeah. approach to building it. That's pretty critical, I think, for one's sanity because yeah. you don't know when you're going to hit a wall either. Right. You know, of yeah. any sort. Yeah, and you have to you have to kind of budget in some time for that one big thing that's going to go stupidly wrong and take forever to figure out. <laughs> yeah, every you know every project, I hope I'm going to use my you know experience and knowledge and whatever to avoid those moments, but it never really works out There's that always way. Something. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me take a break and do our sponsor for today, and okay. then uh, we can talk about your advice to other people that will participate um, sure. this year. Although you sort of have a conflict of interest on that, but I'm going to trust <laughs> that you're going to give good advice. <laughs> okay, so uh, this week's episode is brought to uh, brought to you by CodeShip. Have you used a continuous integration or continuous delivery service? Uh, I haven't. Oh, okay, so. Let me uh, let me teach you about what they do, and okay. maybe I can convince you to use CodeShip for uh, for the Rumble because I think it'd be good for that. Cool. Okay, so CodeShip is a free continuous delivery service that's really simple to use. They offer 100 builds per month for five private projects for free. The whole product has a big focus on usability. It's super easy to use, and you can get your continuous integration um, server on CodeShip set up in a few easy steps and then your software will automatically deploy when all of your tests have passed. CodeShip has great support for multiple languages and test frameworks. You can easily integrate with GitHub and Bitbucket for code hosting and then you deploy to whatever cloud service or your own servers that your production application or for that matter your um, staging servers uh, are on. Start out with their free plan and setup only takes about three minutes. You can find out more on codeship.io slash 5x5ruby. 
And if you use the offer code 5x5Ruby, you get 20% off any plan for three months. You can also check out their blog at blog.codeship.io to get updates about the company and about continuous integration in general. So, so yeah, I think that this is actually a perfect thing to try out on the Rails Rumble. Yeah, that would be fun. But then again, it's two days. Who has time to write tests? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, controversy. controversy. I know. <laughs> How dare you say that? I I know. I know. I'm gonna gonna have people just wanting to. Harry, I can't vote for your. I can't vote for your project if it doesn't have 100 percent test coverage. <laughs> yeah. No. My. I love tests. Tests are great. Um, in in my real in my real job, I use them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but my my plan for my plan for Rails Rumble is to develop things and and then test what we have time to test. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. so I think actually Codeship would work fine even in that situation because yeah, probably so. The um, uh, if you see it as a workflow for building and um, deploying, which right. is sort of what it's really a you know yeah. workflow yeah. system that can be used for whatever. So. Uh, if you said, okay, well, John and I will both commit, and every time we commit, we want it to build the app, and then if it doesn't, like, bomb out, even if the test was, like, you know, I don't know. Even since, if there's not many there. <laughs> even if it was, I mean, I think that actually a reasonable um, strategy for the Rumble is to go all integration tests. And, mm-hmm. like, if you didn't want to write unit tests and you want to say, okay, like, I've only got three pages on this app. Like it's super simple. So I need to make sure that at all times you can create an account, log in, build the whatever, you know, um, check out, get the email. Like it's like six actions and you just want to make sure that happy path doesn't break. Um, Yeah. Then every time you commit to your repository, it would build the, build the app, go through the happy path. And if it worked, kick out to, uh, to Heroku. So, you know, that's what code ship does. It's, uh, what they said in their their ad here yeah. is is definitely accurate. It's easy to use. Takes a couple minutes to set up. Yeah, sounds great. I'll I'll check it out. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, thanks to them for sponsoring the Ruby on Rails podcast again. Codeship.io slash five by five Ruby to find out more. Okay. So let's go through uh, keys to success in the Rails keys, Rumble. Keys to success. Um. Don't don't bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> Okay. Keep scope. Um, keep scope yeah, keep, managed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and start small, and like you have your idea, then start taking things away from it, and and get it really get it down to the the core features and focus on that first, and and then if you have other other things you want to <clears throat> want to add on, then you you do that as you have time. Um, there's a and. That's that's probably the biggest thing actually, and there's this wonderful little little graphic we linked to it on on the show notes on one of our podcasts lately. I have to go back and find it for you, but um, where it shows the the two methods of developing something, and there's like the first top frames are this guy is like he's building a car, he's building a car, he's building a car. At the end, he's got a car, he's happy, and, but and up until then, he's sad because he can't go anywhere. And there's the bottom's like. Oh, I've I've got a skateboard, and and now I've got a bicycle, and, and and now I've got a motorcycle, and now I've got a car, and he's just you know he's happy the whole time because he can he can get around from point A to point B, and that's that's kind of the the approach that we're taking is you know figure figure out what's our skateboard, right? So that would that would be my advice is, is figure out figure out what your what your minimum 
is and then and then go from there yeah i've seen that um I've seen that graphic in a couple different forms. One of the things that I, one of the versions that I like of it is where the guy, so the bottom's the same. It's like skateboard, mm-hmm. tricycle, bicycle, um, car. But the top is, instead of it being like, you know, not a car, not a car, not a car, not a car, car, mm-hmm. it's like crappy car, slightly <laughs> less crappy car, slightly less crappy car, car. Yeah. And, and the reason I like that version of it is that I think it makes the point well that even like even though in the the top part of the the cartoon in the first step he had a crappy car that it'd be better to have a cool skateboard a cool a cool skateboard than a crappy car yeah yeah and I think that that's I think that's good advice yeah. probably not just for the rails rumble but no just for for life in general <laughs> we should turn this into a a uh, life improvement podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I've I've used that analogy with clients before, and they they just they get it right away. I'm like, what do you need for your skateboard? And something about it, they just they get it right away. It's, yeah. It makes it really tangible for them. But um, but but yeah. Okay, um, so that's one that's one mm-hmm. piece of advice. Let's go to mm-hmm. number two, and, and let's make it. This, this advice is to to. Produce something you're proud of at the Rails Rumble and have fun, given that yes. having yes. fun seems like it's got to be. A yes, having having fun has got to be the priority. I, I did not go into last year's competition expecting to win. Um, I went into it to have fun. I'm, I'm super glad I did win, but my focus is always <laughs> on my focus is always on having fun. I mean, it would be great if John and I placed this this year, but I'm just I'm looking forward to having a fun weekend with my friend. Okay, so number two way to do that. So first was manage scope. That seems like mm-hmm. evergreen, good advice. Yeah. Second, second, second is second is second is have fun. Do, do it, do it for fun, and and just winning. Winning is great, but if you're not doing something that you enjoy, you're you're going to make yourself miserable for the weekend because it's a stressful, exhausting couple of days. Let's get down in the weeds. So two piece of pieces of advice that would be super low level that don't sound necessarily insightful, but matter if you've actually been in a rumble. If you've actually, yeah. Um, sleep. Right. Totally agree. Sleep. You can't, like, well, if you're 23, you might be able to stay up for 48 hours, but, but yes, sleep is, sleep is important. And, um, you know, this is going to sound stupid, but. A lot of people they're like, ooh, we can we can codeathon, we can code marathon. We'll we'll order some pizzas and some beer and some wings and we'll write code all weekend. Um, no, don't do that. You know, eat eat food that's not going to kill you. <laughs> well, and I mean the so I agree with that and the the beer point. I mean, if <laughs> yeah. if if sleep was a problem in the first place, you figure you every yeah. every bit of drinking is going to like take some number of hours off you. Yeah, but I but I know so many people that do that. And we I, did I it. <laughs> we, we did it the first. I think the second night, the first year, we mm-hmm. uh, we had some beer and pizza. But that was we were, we had like a working app at right, that point. Right. Save it. Save it for Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's your incentive to get the skateboard first, and that right. like, once you've got something that's working and cool, you can bust out the beer and pizza. <laughs> it becomes a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But until then, uh oh. Test pass down a shot. <laughs> uh oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be that would have been a big problem. The first year when I um, it's funny when I uh, participated with uh, three other guys, but I was the only programmer of the four mm-hmm. of us. We had a great time. It was so much fun, and it wasn't yeah. because we were all that good. You know, I, I was uh, 
I was still relatively new to Rails, so I, I definitely had a few of those moments, uh, like we were joking around uh, yeah. about John having earlier. And, uh, you know, and the scope of the app wasn't massive, but, uh, boy, we had a, we had a great time. It was, it was tons of fun. And, uh, uh, I, I think that, uh, I think your advice applies to, to, to the experience that we had, you know, we had a pretty small product footprint we were trying to go for mm-hmm. and we actually did go, go to sleep. It was helpful that we were physically working at um, in the same place. So yeah. there just came a time where our respective, you know, wives and girlfriends and significant others were like, okay, it's time to go come home. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we did, and we weren't working at home. And then, you yeah. know, we came back in the morning and, and started again. So. And got back to work again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fortunate. My, my husband is, is, is very supportive of my rails rumble endeavors and pretty much takes over the, the parenting and the house duties for the weekend and just entirely. <laughs> Is he a programmer also? Uh, yes, he is. He is actually. You know, I don't know if that helps or hurts in the understanding category. <laughs> Probably helps he's, though. He's um he's one of those game developers. So. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. So do you? How often uh, do you guys talk about programming between each other? Um. He had been he had been sort of not doing any programming for a long time, but over the last couple of years he's gotten back into it. Um. Yeah, we we talk about it on a on a theory level or or sort of a sort of a here's a problem I have how would you approach it kind of thing on on that level. It's it's not a huge topic of conversation, but it it is it's something you know we may have one or two discussions a week that are programming related. But you're not doing like stand up breakfast or anything goofy no. like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Agile home front. Or Agile home. No. Some awful. We, we idea. occasionally we occasionally break out the whiteboard and start so, sketching things, but. Oh no. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> um, any uh, any specific advice for individuals that are participating? For, given that you've indi- done that. Individuals that are participating. Uh, yes. Um, hang, like I said, hang out, hang out in the IRC channel and take, take moments every now and then to sort of reconnect with that and, and see what's going on and, and talk to people in there because, um, it really makes you feel a part of the competition and it's a great way to meet people and with, with similar interests and, and it's just, it's a super helpful environment. Like the, it's always amazed me. We're all competing with, against one another. But if you go in there and you've got a problem, you have like people jumping at the chance to help. Just a super, super supportive um, community. And I just, yeah. I think I would have had a panic attack uh, the, um, the first year if it wasn't for the IRC channel, given the deployment challenges I was having with Postgres. Right, oh, right, man. right. Yeah. That should be a lot easier now, I think, both because the the sort of wonkiness of like the one custom stack script uh, for Postgres is no longer an issue. And so many people in the community are so smart about Heroku. That Heroku. Yeah. It should be a lot easier. Yeah. My, my other piece of advice would have been set up your, set up your um, server the first thing, but with Heroku, you don't really need to do that now. I still think no that set. deploying early though. Yeah. Uh, deploying uh, early, make sure it all. Yeah. is going to go. Especially given that, you know, depending on what you're doing, um, <coughs> especially since it's only a weekend thing, you may be relying mm-hmm. on add-ons or other services that right. you, know, you may be unfamiliar with or 
I mean, and generally they're going to be pretty easy to set up, but it, there's, there's nothing worse than getting to the last day and having three hours left and having some not being able to push your code. Pretty pretty rough. I I agree with you that it shouldn't be a big issue this year, but man, it's, it's a bummer when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be nearly as big of an issue this year, but it's still something you, you don't want to wait till you don't want to wait till the last minute to do it. Yeah. So it seems like the ideas that you've done in past uh, Rails Rumbles have been like practical slash businessy. Um, I had a good conversation with Tom and Nick about you know, the different types of projects that people do from mm-hmm. the you know mini businesses to the something super practical to the whimsical to the 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 kind of wacky. Yeah, my my year before last was a little whimsical and wacky, but yeah. Oh really? So tell me yeah. about it. What'd you do? <laughs> Uh, the site's not still up because I I just I took it down because I I went to make so many changes. Um, but it was it was it was called Moodly, and it was basically like Twitter for your feelings. You could say like I'm I'm sad today, <laughs> but you could just keep track on how, keep track of how all your friends were feeling. That's cool. I actually it's it's funny. I was just invited, and I actually participated in a beta for a product that does just that, like this or this month. Hmm called i'm gonna look at it mood print oh is that did i get that right i'm gonna look it up while we're chatting but yeah it's it's a service that basically is the same it sends you an email every so often and then Mm -hmm. you respond back with uh like you just said like a tweet about how you're feeling or four words about how you're feeling and then i'm not sure what library it's using for this but it uses some sort of sentiment analysis natural language yeah. Exactly, and then gives you like uh, this. Um, what do you call those? Donut chart of mm. of like uh, what portion of the time you're feeling different ways. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what you just described. Yeah, to check it out. That's uh, that's way more advanced than what I had done. But I <laughs> what I did was uh, basically like a little smiley face slider where it, it went from frowny face to a big happy face. You just slide it until you got to about how you're feeling, and then pick an adjective, <laughs> and that was that. And um, but you could you could text like little you could text smiley faces or emote icons to it, and it would it would parse those. And wow, I think so. <laughs> I think that is a brilliant idea for mood. It is called mood print. I just looked. <laughs> if all of the communication had to be in emoji smiley faces. <laughs> That's probably even better than the natural language processing because everyone knows what the the yeah. emoji smiley faces mean. Yeah, right. Like I would, I would just text text the app a a, a frown, or you know, <laughs> like, oh, you're sad today, <laughs> kind of thing. So I think that I, I think my preference is for apps in the Rails Rumble that are like that. Like, it, not that I think that they're like I, I, there's something about they're um, they're fun. Yeah, because I mean, very few of us get to work on things that are right. you know, fun day to day, right? And uh, it's just—it's so much fun when someone makes something that's kind of—I mean, it doesn't have to be wacky, but something that doesn't have a purpose except for being interesting. Right, right. Do you have a a, a list of things that, like, if you had, uh, if you were going to do a whimsical one this year, do you have a, one that you considered? Uh... I've, I've put I've put them so far out of my head now because I've been focusing on the others that I'd have to I'd have to get my book down and look. But yeah, there were there were a few that were a little out there. Like I'm 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 a big board gamer. I play tons of, of board games. I have a huge collection, 
And so I thought about a couple of a couple of apps related to that, about finding gaming groups or, or rating games or something that integrates with the board game board game geek API, but then gives you a, a much nicer interface. And, what is that? I don't know what the board game geek API is. Uh, they have boardgamegeek.com, um, uh, just a, a huge database and, and, and forums and community about um, about gaming. Um, but the site, no offense to them, looks like it was designed in like 1998. Uh, <laughs> it probably was, right? And pro- pro- I actually, I believe it was. And um, <clears throat> you know, they've run they've run into that classic problem where they've had so many layers added on over the years that that now doing a total rewrite is just a massive undertaking. Um, uh, but yeah, and they have a they have an XML API for for all of their data. Cool. So. But but you ended up doing something practical. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be practical, but but there's a there's kind of a well, I don't know if I would say kind of a fun element. It's it, it it's practical, but I think it's fun. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to build. Well, I look forward to it. All right, so let's wrap up talking about podcasting. Okay. So you have a podcast. I do. Um, like I said, I've listened to it and I enjoyed it. What's the uh, like? Where can people uh, find it, and uh, what's it all about? Yeah, you can you can find us at niche.cc. That's n-i-t-c-h.cc, or you can find us in in iTunes under niche. Um, yeah, it's a it's a podcast, weekly podcast um, about well development types of types of things. It's it's about building. Uh, our our tagline is building apps that run everywhere, and so I mean, yeah, I mean, just with with the the massive amount of of connected devices and growing every single day, building an app for a desktop and a phone is just it's not enough anymore. So we talk about um, you know the emerging technologies and and things you can do to prepare your app for the the sort of uh, you know. <laughs> as John likes to put it, zombie apocalypse of connected devices. And, um, uh, yeah, so it's cool. all about all about building highly accessible apps that run on on any platform, any, any device kind of thing. And you've been doing it for a couple of years? Yeah, yeah, we started in April, um, year, before, year before last, so. Have you missed a week? I think we had missed one. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, we we intentionally took one off. I think it was I think it was Christmas year before last. And then last last Christmas last year we took a we took the the week off too, but we also had an episode ready to go up then. So. Yeah. So why do you guys do the podcast? Oh, fun. <laughs> Same reason you do the Rumble, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's really the only good reason, I think. It, yeah, it is. It is. I, I mean, I think we, if you like to meet new people, it's a great way to meet new people, well, at least for me. Yeah, we don't we don't end up with many guests on there, and it's it's not that we're opposed to it. I just think it's just just coordinating it all, you know. It's a lot of work. I don't think. Yeah. I think if I, uh, I'm glad that I did the the. Um, I'm glad that I went the guest route because it's mm-hmm. a way to meet interesting people like yourself and have conversations I wouldn't have had, and it tends to lead to other conversations which are interesting. So I, yeah. I love that part of it, um, but it's work. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, the logistics are aren't the end of the world, but that's a thing to coordinate. And then, you know, it's it, it, it's a lot. 
the likelihood of having a week where you're not going to have quite what you hoped for goes up <laughs> significantly. Yeah, yeah, and and I imagine from a technical standpoint, it could lead to a lot more audio editing because you never know how your guest is going to going to come in what their audio is going to be like. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that. So I've gone to a strategy where I won't record until the audio issues are worked out. Yeah. Because early on, I, early on, I did uh, have a couple episodes that the sort of source audio was dodgy and it tripled the work. Yeah. And I said, okay, we're, we're better off like pausing and then recording tomorrow when you're at a place that, you know, has good internet connection than trying to take on that audio editing task when frankly you know you can't really make up for bad audio and my skills are are limited to zero there's only so much you can do yeah well cool so if someone wants to connect with you uh on the internet what's the best way uh i'm kelly shaver on twitter that's probably the easiest most accessible way kelly with an i right yes kelly with an i okay and uh if they want to vote for you in the rails rumble oh you know that that's a that's a uh, a difference this year. So yeah, they, they're changing they're changing that this year. So I would think that this uh, this podcast episode should help your cause because <laughs> people will <laughs> know about nice. you and John. Yeah, that would be nice. We'll look us up in Rails Rumble. We'll be we'll be Team Niche. <laughs> Team Niche. Yep. Yeah, that's smart. I kind of would like to uh, participate myself, but I don't I don't know if I will end up doing it. We'll see. Well, hey, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Anything else you want to uh, promote before we uh, sign off for the day? Um, I mean, you know, there's there's the company I work for, but other than that, you know. Oh, you can promote that. Oh, I can. What the heck? Sure. Um, no, StickyAlbums.com. They're uh, if, if you're, uh, they provide services to professional photographers. So, you know, probably not going to hit a lot of people in in the Rails business with that, but in the listeners with that, but. Um, I've been working with them for for a while now, and they're just a super great company. And and actually, actually, John and I work together too. So. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, you can't get enough of working together. So. All right. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for coming on. And, oh, thank uh, you for having me. Sharing your Rails Rumble story, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys produce um, this year. It'll be fun to see. Yeah, it should be relevant to you, actually. Really? Yes. Oh boy. More, more teasing of the more details. Teasing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, uh, uh, I guess I'll sign off thanking CodeShip for sponsoring this week's podcast. And if someone wants to connect with me on Twitter, I'm barely known. <laughs>